Hello, my name is Scott Bradley. This is Scott Scott Podcast, and as always, I'm joined by Tony Wells. Tony, how are we? Hi, good mate. Yourself? I'm very well, mate. And we're also joined by Josh Freer. Josh, how are we? Yeah, good mate. Likewise, you. I'm very well, mate. So after months and months of ducking and diving, this man is finally making his debut on the Scott Squad podcast. He's finally manned up and came onto the show. It is Graham McCormack. Graham, welcome to the show, big man. Hello, I'm glad to be here. Uh, after months of contract negotiations, I finally managed to sign it online. Finally, we've got you on, big man. Yeah. And Graham, you're a big St. Marin fan, and things. Yeah, yeah. For your team right now have not been great, shall we say, bottom of the league. Where's it gone wrong? Uh, we got him um, three hours. <laughs> we got an hour. Um, well, uh, every, everything's wrong with the club. Um, I think we started off defensively, but we're pretty, we're pretty solid for the first maybe ten games of the season. We were like third in terms of defensive record, but. Uh, that's slowly faltered and we haven't been scoring goals at all this season and then when the defence gets worse and the goals don't come, uh, it's just a recipe for disaster. But um, things, were starting to look, things were starting to look up after the Aberdeen performance, even though we lost, um, we played well. But uh, now after that, that Motherwell result last night... Uh, oh, I was, I was going to ask you, what did you make of that then against Motherwell last night? Because it, it looked like uh, St Mirren were all over the place, mate. It's a bit of a disgrace, to be honest. Um, I can handle getting beat 2-1 by Aberdeen, uh, even though we missed apparently. But uh, getting beat, getting, ab- getting absolutely pummeled by a team like Motherwell would come to our home turf and uh, just play this off the park. I don't know if I can, uh, I don't know if I can handle that. Because like, obviously you're saying there, mate, right? St Mirren started off this season very well organised, defensively looked really good. But, but the thing that was, uh, you were struggling to like get was goals. And that seems to be the current theme that we're in this season. Like in the final third, where you are really lacking quality there, because you have only scored, I think, eleven goals in the league. That's the lowest out of every team in the SPFL. Yeah, it's um, it's nothing short of pathetic, to be honest. Uh, our strike options: Danny Mullen, who is just a net that runs about the park for ninety minutes. Uh, Ubika is an absolute lump who who can who can play well at times, but. Uh, He's not great. Junior Marais is like a footballer. They don't know why he's don't know why he's at the club. Is there yeah, any players like, in the team? Sorry to interrupt you. Is there any players in the team that would you say we're lucky to have him? He's he, he's a good player. He's a really top player. Yeah, we've got we've got quite a lot of quality in our midfield. I think uh, I think Ryan Flynn is a really really talented player who goes under the radar a bit. I think he's he's just great on the ball. Really 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 talented player. I think uh, Kyle McGuinness is. Also, who knows, fantastic, but he's on his way out. Mm-hmm. Can't see him. Can't see him stay much longer. Obviously, Flagke, he's. I'd say he's the best keeper in the league. I know you and uh, I know you'd protest <laughs> I that. do remember uh, you saying in Zanti, bro, that you were, you kept raving about him like non-stop, man. Yep. Um, I think, yeah, he's just the best keeper in the league. He's, if it wasn't for him, we'd probably be on even less points. Mm-hmm. And, uh, McLaughlin and McLaughlin and defence on loan from Hull. We've only got him until January, but he's, he's been a... Uh, a shining light this season as well, but other than that, we're quite devoid of quality all over the park. Our wingers are powder puff, and uh, our strikers are ineffective. Mm-hmm. And so Jim Goodwin, right? See when he got appointed, you were saying to me and Zanti, you were over the moon with it, and I thought it was a smart appointment, right? And I still think long term Jim Jim Goodwin well, is the answer, but results recently have not been great at all, as you know. But see long term, mate, do you think he is the answer? 
Yeah, I think I, I still think you're keeping some in. Um, I'll I'll give him another transfer window because obviously the squad they were left with after Kearney left and the and the squad stubs built for his or should I say destroyed. Um, he obviously didn't have a lot to play with and uh, obviously with a director of football as well. I don't know how in control of the signings he is, but we'll see after January what the signings are like and how he does. I think we need to give him to the end of the season. It's only fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so as I was like, obviously just mentioned there, we are how St Mirren are lacking a lot of quality in the final third. So would you say that's uh, the area that you really need to focus on, the final third? Uh, what about the midfield as well? Do you think you need to get one or two midfielders in? Uh, in terms of like the centre of the park, we're actually we're kind of stacked for players. Because um, I couldn't even I couldn't decide myself who I would start in, a, in, our, in the centre of our park, but we definitely need a striker that can just score goals. Mika mm-hmm. um, is a decent player holding up the ball and, and link up play, but he just he's not much of a striker. Mm-hmm. So, and our wingers are uh, they've been quite ineffective this season. I think uh, after Dermot scored against Aberdeen at home, he's basically clocked out. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, you had the returning Cup Broadfoot uh, from Kilmarnock. Uh, how did you feel about uh, that legend, shall we say? <laughs> the St. Midden legend returning to the club. Are you happy with that? <laughs> He actually, he's injured right now still, but um, he's, actually, he's actually been pretty good this season, to be fair. When him and McLaughlin have been playing together in defence, have been pretty solid and hard to break down. I think uh, I think Kamara uh, lost, lost out quite a bit and losing a lot of experience in the dressing room because I think he's a, he's, a, he's a good defender still. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so here's the big question I was going to ask, right? St Mirren, do you think, right, well, do you think that you can stay up this season? Absolutely, absolutely. If you look at the teams, that, if you look at Hamilton and St Johnson, like St Johnson are, even though they're above us in the table right now, I think they are, com- they are completely awful. Yeah, they've had a terrible start, bro. Uh, they've had a like horrendous start, and uh, I thought, right, I thought when they signed Stevie May, I thought, right, obviously Stevie uh, Stevie May going to Aberdeen didn't work out, but St Johnston might be the perfect fit for Stevie May, but things still haven't improved. <laughs> Uh, under Tommy Wright this season, and yeah, I know I know what you're saying. You've got obviously St Johnston who have had a shocker of a start. Hamilton, we say it every week, don't we, boys? I, we do not understand how they are in this league. They are absolutely woeful. And every season we always say, right, surely this has to be it for Hamilton, but somehow they manage to stay up every single season. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, mate. And I honestly do believe. Jim Goodwin will be able to keep his up this season. Yeah, I think I think that too. I think um, we'll see how we do over the we'll see how we do over the Christmas period. Um, uh, everyone's got like everyone plays everyone over the Christmas period. We've obviously got Hamilton away this Saturday. That's a huge game. You call it a six pointer. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. We'll see how we do there, and then we've got Livingston at home the next week. So, I think. Uh, Nothing short of six points is what we need. Mm-hmm. See, when we played Jews um, at the start of the season, right? But obviously, we were away from home and we beat his 1 0, right? Through a fantastic free kick from Barisic. I was right after that, I was thinking St. Mirren, no problem at all. Like, they'll, they'll, they'll do well this season, they'll, have a, they'll stay up comfortably. Because I was so impressed with how organised Jim Goodwin made that St. Mirren team. And, but I just think right now, obviously, they're going through a bit of a dip. And as you were saying, he needs that like another transfer window. 
to like st- he's still like obviously St Mirren are still trying to re- recover from the mess of Kearney and Stubbs so um, Stubbs yeah I think mm-hmm. Stubbs is uh, potentially one of the worst managers in football how many absolutely ruined our, ruined our club how many games did he la- last me I think it was like three or four four, four I think four yeah yeah but all the fans the fans saw it straight away he was just he was absolutely awful and uh I was a right call ultimately. Yeah, and fair play to the St Mirren both for having the balls to sack a manager right at the start of the season because they just instantly seen it was not working and they took, they did take a risk in a sense. Like it is a bit of a risk sacking a manager that early on and they took that risk. Then Kearney came in and I was like right from the get go and they're like what are St Mirren appointing this guy for? And obviously he did stay up last season by the skin of your teeth. But I think it was a blessing in disguise that he's no longer at the club anymore. But what was the reason why he got sacked? Was he getting a wee bit power hungry? He wanted a bit more? Wanted more money, I think it was? No, um, basically he stayed the club out. Uh, he must have decided some way during the season he wanted to return to, to Northern Ireland to take his old job back as a teacher and back at Coleraine. Um, and uh, suspiciously, Coleraine sat up their manager at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Kearney just packed it in basically but he stayed long enough so there was a stipulation in his contract that if he stayed long enough he'd get a compensation package so he stayed long enough to get his compensation package then he left yeah honestly mate like I think that was uh, probably one of the best things that's happened to St Mirren, like, happened to St. Mirren in the last uh, like 12 months or so mate because that guy long term <coughs> long term he was never the answer <coughs> I don't know about that no, I think so. You know, do you think Kearney could have actually took you above and beyond and done well? Yeah, I think if he had time, he's, he's, he was seen by our fan base and maybe he's a bit of a Jack Ross-esque figure, like a young, kind of exciting manager. But, um, yeah, he was absolutely dead to me now, so... Mm-hmm. I, what do you make, speaking of Jack Ross, what do you make him going to Hibs? Yeah, good appointment. Mm-hmm. He, was, uh, he was unlucky at Sunderland. There was some... Some record of the new manager's lost more games since he took over than he lost in 18 months at Sunderland. Mm-hmm. So I think that club is just poisoned. Like, yeah, look at the state they're in right now as well. And he's doing great, he's doing great at Hibs, Hibs now. Um, also, the new manager's But uh, other than that, actually, mm-hmm. I, think, I think he's going to do really well, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, like, that's a nice wee segue, obviously, like, talking about Hibs there. Well, Speak about the other Edinburgh club, Hearts. Um, Tony, I'll come to you. Um, have you seen the news <coughs> that Hearts are set to appoint their new manager? Not actually, mate. Right. Um, right, I'll tell you. Right, do you know who the uh, Hearts are about to appoint? Who's that? Right, Daniel Stendel, who recently resigned from Barnsley. Uh, so he did, and he resigned after a run of ten games without a win. Right. And his previous job was Hanover, and he got sacked from that. So it's safe to say this guy has achieved nothing in his managerial career. Um, what do you make of that? Hearts going for someone like Daniel Stendel, who like has failed everywhere he's been. Sorry boys, I had a wee bit of uh, audio Aye. fault there. Um, Tony, uh, what were you saying there, obviously, Daniel Stendel? Uh, I was saying I, uh, I work with a guy who supports Hearts and he wasn't very happy about it, put it that way. He was 
kind of dreamed talking about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. Failures at Barnsley and I basically this guy has nothing to offer Hearts. Yeah, exactly. I thought Hearts would have went for someone a wee bit more. I wouldn't say high profile, but a guy with a proven track record. Um, Josh, do you say do you share the, the same sentiments as uh, Tony and I about Daniel Stendel? Um, all I know about him is that he got them promoted, didn't he, from League One to the Championship. That's all I kind of know about him. But I, I actually don't uh, think he got them promoted. Him... What? I don't think I actually don't think he got them promoted, did he? Did he not? No, he, I think he did. I think he got Barnsley promoted, and that's like he's kind of only thing he's done. All right, my mistake then. <laughs> I won't up to that sure one. Are you sure? I just want to double check this uh, right. So I hate him when I'm wrong. But if it is, I would be willing to admit that I was wrong. But I, I don't think he's. I don't think he actually got him promoted. Um, Even if he did, it's hardly. He got him promoted in twenty eighteen. Well, he joined in twenty eighteen. So right, but he, so did he get him promoted? I I think he did actually. Right, I'll uh, admit that I was uh, wrong there. Um, Not the first time, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he did actually right. get him promoted. Um, <laughs> So I feel play. That's like all I know about him though. So like what I was gonna say is see like Jack Ross, I thought he would have ended up at Hearts. Yeah, I didn't think he was ever gonna go there, to be honest, mate. I d- never thought Jack Ross would go to Hearts, um, cause he obviously I said on the pod a couple weeks ago he did get snaked by um like Ann Budge, Craig Levine, because he was meant to be the next guy after Nielsen, and then they brought in Ian Cathro. So and also he doesn't want to he wants to be his own man, doesn't not want to work with a director of football. That's understandable. Yeah. But, um, nah, um, is it over the line just yet? Have it's going gone? to be announced next week. Um, so it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be announced next yeah. week. Um, but Graham, uh, so recently Hearts, they've had, let's say, a really horrendous start of the season, right? The form's been terrible, but six weeks without a manager... It's been chaos. Um, what do you make of this whole situation? Um, they still managed to beat us, facts to it. Oh, anyone can beat St Mirren. <laughs> yeah, well, I think uh, it's an absolute mess, but I absolutely love to see Hearts fans in meltdown. Uh, Anne Budge is so committed to getting this Stendhal guy and uh, willing to pay money and going through weeks and weeks and weeks of talk. So whoever is at the club also... Sh- seems to think that he's the man they can take them forward and they're really uh, they're really stuck to their guns with this decision yeah um, I find it really strange you know like see some of the managers that were getting interviewed for the job Tony it was I remember I read out the shortlist like, the other week it was fucking it was fucking oh, embarrassing man like Neil Warnock not on that list <laughs> he, was, he was on that list but I don't like long term I don't think that would be his solution because um, he's going to be retiring in a year or two anyway um, but guys like Alan Overham were getting interviewed for the job it was like and I thought that Shoot McCall got interviewed for it and I thought that would be a wise appointment but the way they're, the, the way hearts are going with this I, I, it's quite baffling to say the least um, and whoever is like it's obviously it's Anne Budge making these decisions right but she's getting advised on it but who's whoever's advising her is they don't have a clue mate honestly I'd, this guy for me will, this is not a good appointment this will not work out long term I generally don't think <laughs> it will it's probably Craig Levine that's advising her <laughs> <laughs> I probably it would not surprise me at all man it would not surprise me at all 
Um, so that will be finalised next week. Daniel Stendel to Hearts. And then that will put Austin McPhee out of his misery. Graham, obviously, Austin McPhee, a former uh, St Mirren assistant, if I'm correct. Um, yeah, a big fan of Austin McPhee. What do you make of him? Well, I think he seems like a pretty, pretty switched on guy, but obviously he's not. It's hard, to, it's hard to kind of judge him on this spell. He's had a hearts because he's been hung in the balance the entire time, so maybe he's not fully kicked to those uh, into the marriage or so. I think it would be, it'd be far to judge him on hearts on a form going into the future. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he looks quite continental, so. Do you think he'll stay at Hearts or do you think when Stendhal comes in, Stendhal will bring in his own guys and get shot off uh, Austin McPhee? Because he is from the, the Cafro Levine uh, era. Yeah, well, it depends on the direction Hearts are looking to, to go in. If, like, uh, if they, uh, fancy, they fancy taking a new direction, obviously we'll see what happens to like, Wade Fox and John Daly as well, who have been there the entire time Budgie's been there. It's, um, yeah. it's, it's, hard, it's hard to tell. Uh, see for me, I think it needs to be a total clear out for Hearts, um, in the sense of like the the backroom team. You can't have anyone from uh, the old guard, shall we say, still at the club. It needs to be a total clear out from Stendo and bringing his own guys and see what he can do. But I don't have uh, very high hopes. Um, but boys, before we move on, is there anything else you want to add to the Hearts situation? Nothing for me, mate. No. <coughs> so um, what what you going to say there? Oh, no, I said I wasn't good. All right, so, <laughs> right, so boys, uh, we'll move on and we'll talk about the big game from last night. Um, Aberdeen versus Rangers, finished two each. Um, Josh, you were there. Um, I imagine you're very happy with that result, considering the fact that uh, Rangers were 2-0 up and we totally bottled it and gifted you a point, I would say, last night. Um, what did you make of it? Cosgrove probably should have scored that right, but we should have had a penalty as well because that was a stone wall. Have you seen the highlights back yet? I have, and um, I think under current rules, maybe. No, it definitely is, mate. Definitely is. If it's on the line, it's a pen. I, I just think it's a wee tap on the toe, that's it, and it's Morelos theatrics. Morelos was playing the ref all night. Mate, I wouldn't say so. I thought that was a, like, I don't think he over exaggerated that whatsoever. I thought that was like one of the most stonewall penalties you'll see this season. I thought in that specific case, mate, it was a penalty, but I do think the fact that Morelos had been kind of stirring things up throughout the game that the refs probably just thought, nah, he's at it, and that's why he's no gave it. And I have to say, right, John Beaton, he's a, a, like, a terrible referee, right, and he had a shocker last night on both oh, sides. He did, mate. Yeah, he always absolute... does, right? And, oh, was dire. and for me, he's the worst referee in the country, right? But we cannot blame him for that result whatsoever because Rangers, right, 2 0 up comfortably, right, boys? Um, we were 2 0 up and uh, we were coasting the game. And Josh, I'm sure you can admit, we were dominating news when we were 2 0 up, right? Then. Aberdeen get a goal out of absolutely nothing. It was schoolboy defending from Rangers all over the place. Um, 
everyone, like from Golson, Hollander, Flanagan, Tavernier, just it was it was absolutely so unorganised. It was terrible. And then as soon as Aberdeen scored, Rangers players looked nervous, started to panic, and we just did not recover from it. I think for the first goal, I can understand it must have been frustrating, especially because it was a slack goal to give away. Mm-hmm. But I think at the same time, I mean, Rangers, all they had to do with John Gallagher was to put a foot in, yeah. which he never done. Yeah, because it came out enough. You, you have to give credit for John Gallagher with his pace because Harry kept, oh, like, he kept on going every time. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but that that should never have happened. We should not have gave uh a player like Gallagher that much free roam to like yeah, literally terrorise our defence. I've said it. He's a liability. Who? I've said that Golden? since day one. Hollander. Hollander? No. He's too slow, mate. And I've like, that game against Aberdeen last night, you could clearly see that. That John Gallagher was doing the same thing every time, getting the ball in the wing and running in the outside of him. And he caught him out every time. See, recently, Hollander has been playing really well. Um, last night did not play well, but I thought Golson was worse. <clears throat> he was he had a shocker, um, but Hollander <clears throat> we spent a lot of money on him, and he has been as I said playing really well over the last few weeks. Um, but going into this Sunday, I, I would play Hollander, but I would drop Golson because see our two centre halves, Re- like recently, don't know like they haven't been. I don't know, like, for example, last night was a perfect example of, like, why one of them needs to get dropped, and I think it should be Golson. Golson's been bulletproof for far too long, um, but for some reason, he doesn't get dropped. Graham, um, what do you make of that? Do you think it's, does it, like, blow your mind how Golson hasn't been dropped from this Rangers team? Like, it's clear as day, he's Gerard's boy, but if Gerard. It's going to come back and bite Gerard on us if we keep sticking by guys like Golson and Tavernier who have been quite inconsistent at times this season. Well, yeah, Rangers fans seem to be quite frustrated with the way the way Golson's been playing this season. He's made a few mistakes. Uh, also, Tavernier as well has gave away a few significant goals this season as well. Um, I think every time I've seen Golson play, he's seemed pretty composed, in the, composed on the ball, but... Also, his form must have taken a massive dip. See, the thing is, he's also very hit and miss. Like, see, when he's good, you'll know all about it. But see, if he's having a bad game, you'll definitely know about it. And that was evident last night. And going talking about the, the Aberdeen second goal, that was that was the worst one. I, I think that was the worst of all of them. It was just, yet again, pathetic defending. And it was, see Flanagan as well, mate. John Flanagan, I hope I never see that guy in your jersey again. Like, he kept on mishitting the ball. Oh, mate, he looked like a nervous wreck last night, man. Like, see, obviously, see Ranger Style will play with the fullbacks. Tavernier gets forward, Barisic gets forward, right? See, any time we're uh, playing the ball through the left hand side, <clears throat> we're trying to get a, <clears throat> a counter attack on the goal. They'll pass the ball to Flanagan. Flanagan will completely slow the play down and he would just get rid of the ball as quickly as possible and he would not even pass it to in a, like, a productive area of the pitch. He will pass it backwards constantly and it was so infuriating last night and I'm not blaming the result in Flanagan, right? But, my God, man, he he was horrendous and I would have started Andy Haldy over him last night because at least Haldy, right, he's not the greatest player in the world but see when he's playing left-back, at least he has the ability to get forward at times and, and he's better at it he's better at it than John Flanagan that's for sure 
that's always, always surprised me that Flanagan's never managed to live up to that one season under Brendan Rodgers at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because ever since he came to us, mate, he has been, he's not lived up to that, as you say. And the second half, um, Aberdeen, they, they, we let them come into it, we let them grow into the game, which is unacceptable, because no disrespect, Josh Wright, we should not be allowing a, a poor Aberdeen side like that when we've got better players into the game like that and we can I thought it was embarrassing and shameful how we blew a very very comfortable 2-0 lead against you last night I uh, know I mean you've spent more money in your squad than ours as well I know that's what I was meaning we've got better quality in every area and then we, I don't know what happened last night it was just the players just looked like shell shocked oh, I, I wasn't like taking a dig I'm, I, I was agreeing mate. no I mean Aberdeen right now I mean even in the Sibirin game like, I feel like we were lucky in that one as well. Mm. Yeah, I think that too. <laughs> but like you know, leading up to Rangers game, like when Rangers were two 0 up in the first half, like I th- thought we were going to get an absolute doing. But <laughs> see, Gallagher's goal, like and how lucky it was, like that's what kind of gave us that belief to kind of get back into it in the second half. And I think we responded really well because I think it was only like three minutes into the second half. Yeah. Considine scored. Yeah. And I think we kinda of got into our heads right, we can go and win this and we kept on pressuring Rangers. And I think that's what teams should do to the old firm as well. Like you just take the game to them. Yeah, if you, you set know. Team, if you, yeah, sorry, interrupt. No, if sorry, you, continue mate. Like if you sit deep against the old firm it almost becomes inevitability that they'll score against you at some point. Which yeah. we which we found uh, when we've played them every time. <clears throat> Celtic had something similar with Winston as well. I know they got the man sent off, but like if you just keep on going at them, like they'll eventually like cave under pressure, you know. Oh, definitely. And um, <clears throat> last night, uh, as much as I love Morelos, uh, Morelos, uh, he didn't have the best games last night. But I am going to defend him. Morelos looked absolutely shattered. I think the the boy does need a rest, and. I was surprised Gerard kept him on for the full ninety minutes, Tony. Because you can I even you can even tell yourself, that. mate. Like Morelos is working so hard, but he just looked so done, and he was not his usual self. No, mate. I said that to you last night. Like I was so surprised that Morelos started, and I th- I thought it would have been a given that it would have been the full start, and uh, if Morelos featured, they'd have been on for the last twenty or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that game is screaming out for Jermaine Defoe. And Aye. because remember I last season, exactly. I agree. I absolutely agree, mate. Um, because obviously the cup final was Sunday. <coughs> it's a given. Man, else is going to start. So like, I can understand in a sense. I can understand it why he started uh, Morelos because Morelos is in the form of his life right now. And I don't think he wanted to dent his momentum. But come on, like he was having a great game. Take him off, Brian Defoe, fresh pair of legs. And even last season, we played Aberdeen at Petardry, Josh, where. Jermaine Defoe came on I think Kevin Ellis got sent off actually but yeah Defoe came on and Defoe scored so he did I think that was he might have been his second goal or first goal for Rangers I can't remember Um, but yeah he came on scored and that game was screaming out for Jermaine Defoe because obviously Defoe speedy striker got bags of quality um, got bags of pace too he would have been a nightmare for Aberdeen defence and I just don't understand Gerard's substitutions last night. Fucking bringing on Ojo, and then he's bringing on Katic at the last minute for Ryan Kent. Like, Graham Keats explained that to me. Why did we bring on 
Katic for Ryan Kent in the 90th minute. <laughs> what was what was what was Gerard thinking? <laughs> it does seem an odd, it does seem like an odd substitution when obviously Rangers are trying to chase a game and, uh, <clears throat> and get a victory in the 90th minute, especially given the circumstances around the the Celtic game when there's when there's the potential that they are going to be dropping points against Hamilton as well. Yeah, exactly. Just, I think uh, from what I can remember, like, um, was it he brought on Katic when Rangers just had a corner at the end of the game? So I think he's yeah. kind of thought to himself, like, oh, a corner, I need a big defender on, so maybe you can get your head on to it. But um, I no, I think. No, sorry, was it? You go. Sorry <clears throat> to cut you off, please. No, sorry. I just thought, like, it might be a bit of an experience from Gerard because he's probably a, bit of a, a blunder there. That's what I was just going to say, mate. Like, I think it, the whole kind of way the team was set up shows Gerrard's kind of wee bit of an experience. Um, the fact that it was a really surprising team to me that he set out. It really was. Like, there wasn't. When I saw that Morelos was starting and I saw that Kent was starting, I thought, geez, oh, like, that's pretty risky before a cup final. Especially given that Aberdeen and Rangers is a feisty fixture. You know, even an injury or anything could have happened. Yeah, and the, the only player I'll give pass marks to from last night, who I thought worked his socks off, did not put a foot wrong, and that that was Ryan Jack. Uh, I thought Ryan Jack was he's been he's another player who's in the form of his life. And uh, Josh, what what was it like when you seen Ryan Jack score? And he's I know it was a wee tap in, but we'll just skip that bit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, I was, but you have to, like, even Joe Lewis, man, it was kind of his goalkeeping error. I don't know if it's maybe Ash Taylor that put him off a wee bit, but it was just a gift to Ryan Jack. And he was he was actually going to do something running up to our fans, but I think he decided against it last second. Yeah, I think I can, I, you can see the look in his face. That he was, yeah, he, I know. He was but I'm glad he didn't. But, like, like you were saying, Scott, he was the best player on the pitch for you. Yeah, he was, because he deserves a lot of credit for that big run that he'd done from, like, our, like... Our box all the way up to like Aberdeen's air box. I thought that was tremendous because the guy just he's he's a different player under Gerard, and I always say this every week. Ryan Jack before was a good player, now he's turned into a fantastic player, and that I think that's uh, down to Stephen Gerrard's coaching, and yeah, Gerrard deserves a lot of credit for how well Ryan Jack has developed under him. Of course he will. I mean he's. Because Jared was a fantastic midfielder, so he's obviously going to give him the tips on certain things, isn't he? Yeah, exactly, so, mate. Of course, yeah. he'll, he'll obviously develop under him. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, like you said, that's the only player I can really think. Well, especially in the second half, that kind of got full marks. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like also as well um, going into Sunday. Um, I don't think that result last night will have much of a bearing on Sunday. If I'm being honest. I do, mate. Sorry, I have to disagree with you. I think that's a major confidence dent. Think so? It always is. Psychologically, mate, that's massive. It's fact the fact that Celtic got a last minute goal as well, mate, that is psychologically massive. Oh. I'm not saying it's going to change the outcome of the game, but I do think it is still a massive thing to happen before a cup final. I think it's gave us a little bit of a reality check in a sense, and I think the players will be fired up for it because the, the fans will be expecting a response. And also, you don't need to get these players motivated for a cup final old firm game. Like, they, they can motivate players, themselves for that. 
a lot of these players haven't played in cup finals though, Scott, so you have to take that into consideration. You know, what Rangers players the last time they were in a cup final, you well, know, I said the <laughs> You know, I will not get into the details of that one, <laughs> but I just, like, a lot of the players are inexperienced that are in getting into this cup final. It's whether they will be able to handle the occasion. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think the thing is, though, when it's a big derby, like, build from, of course, the Remshire derby, I think the <laughs> goes out the window a bit. I think it, it becomes... It becomes a pressure cooker for that environment. It's just whatever team uh, can handle the pressure the best usually comes out on top. So maybe that, sorry, mate, on you. Maybe that confidence will will have an impact on Rangers and they'll crumble under the pressure more than Celtic will. But I don't know. I think it will just be. I think the old form matches are pretty singular. Uh, like, see, regardless, so I think it will be a very, very entertaining cup final and. I know I do understand where you're coming from in the sense like Tony talking about there's a few of these players who are experienced haven't played in cup finals. Um I'm just gonna look at the team right now. Um McGregor, um Alan McGregor, he's obviously played plenty of cup finals, uh, won the League of Rangers, etc. Like he knows what it's all about. Tavenier, he has played a cup final. Well I'm like I'm not there's two cup finals, but I'm not counting the pitch for that cup final, right? Um Goldson, no he hasn't. Hollander, no. Um, Flanagan obviously done he had his thing at Liverpool but I don't want him uh, fingers crossed Barish is going to start this Sunday but he's looking he's looking doubtful Davis proven winner um, Ryan Jack he has played in cup finals before under Aberdeen at Aberdeen he's won a cup with Aberdeen that was League Cup um, Morelos uh, no obviously he hasn't um, but see, I know, I know I get what you're saying, right? There are there are a few, but it's not like it's not like I'm at the majority majority of the squad, eh, Tony. It's like got an experience in cup finals, etc. I just think you have to take into consideration, like Celtic have obviously won a treble, treble. So Hamden's essentially a second home to Celtic, and it has been for the past couple of seasons. And I just think they know how to win at Hamden. They don't go into Hamden feeling the pressure the way a lot of other teams do, and. Before like Brendan Rodgers, to be fair to him, we used to get like we used to crumble at Hamden quite a lot. We lost a lot of stupid games that we should never have lost at Hamden, and I don't know. I just feel in the past three years or so, there's been a kind of major difference, like a kind of I don't know, like turning the page for getting results at Hamden, even if we don't play that well. So, when we're talking about the cup final, right? Um. Obviously, used to are like neutrals in a sense, like Aberdeen fan, a uh, Samaritan fan, right? Graham, where do you think this game's going to be won and lost? Uh, the 98th minute. Okay, enough. <laughs> where do you think it's going to be won and lost? Oh, no, um, I think uh, it's going to be it's going to be a very very tense game. I really think it will go down to the wire to the very end. Mhm. Uh, it's whether uh, the strikers are on are on form. I think. I think. I mean, if Morgan Morelos play, we'll pretty much dictate who wins this, who wins this, uh, I think. Yeah. So, that, that, that's, that's a very good point, um, Tony. Like, obviously, I think it, it all depends on, like, Edward and Morelos, right? Edward Morelos, obviously, Celtic's key man and that's Rangers' key man. And it's going to be, it, it's going to be interesting to see who will turn up. Do you think both of them will turn up for the occasion? And it, you, there will be plenty of goals, but do you think, if just say, for example, right, I'll rephrase that question, just say Edward is struggling, doesn't turn up for the occasion, right? Do you think that could be a massive dent in Celtic chances winning the cup? Because obviously, no, Edward is one of your key players. No, I think it's, I think it's going to be a 
He has, mate, but one thing that I think Celtic have a key advantage over Rangers with is we don't just rely on Edward for goals. You know, we can score from midfield, from the wing, you know, whereas Rangers, their kind of main goal threat is through Morelos. And I think, yeah, absolutely, if Edward's on form, he will get you a goal, no question about it. But I think if Rangers are scoring, it will be Morelos, to be honest with you. I just think we have that kind of more depth for goals in midfield. Josh, what, what, what would you say in the Celtic team is the, the weak area that Rangers should exploit? Oh, I don't know. Um, I would probably say... Maybe left-back. I was, that's what I was about to say, mate. I, Tony, would you agree? I would probably say the left-hand side. Because obviously, the left-hand side... Uh, or even the right-hand... In fact, even the right-hand side, we can Rangers can exploit that very easily. I don't really agree with it. Do you not think so? No, I think we've got a solid right back and solid left back. But I then think. again, you've got Ryan Kent, right? And Ryan Kent is a tremendous footballer. Ryan Kent, if he's if he turns up and he's on form, mate, he'll give. Uh, is it Bayer that he'll be playing fullback? I don't know. He'll be playing centre back. No, no Bayer. Um, who's that? What's that? Um, the fullback, the guy with the blonde hair again. What's his name? No, it'll be either no, like Frimpong's cup type, but apparently El Hamid's back. El Hamid? So hopefully he's playing. Yeah, but you say it's El Hamid, right? And uh, El Hamid does look like a decent player, but if Ryan Kent is on form, I think he will run rings around them, to be honest. So I think that's an area we can exploit. And see the left hand side for Rangers, it's very, very strong. And if Barisic and Kent, if say Barisic is fit, right, and he starts Sunday. They, I think Barisic and Kent will give El Hamid a, a horror show. They, they will, they will terrorise him, if I'm being honest, mate. Sorry, mate, I disagree. I think El Hamid's a very good defender and I think Celtic's defence is pretty solid, so I don't really think he's well exploited that much, to be honest. I think I got to say that, but... <laughs> don't think he's well. Um, I will. I think we'll, dis- we'll tend to disagree, but I will ask two neutrals here. Graham, what do you think? Do you think... Ryan Kent and Barisic, if they turn up their own form, can really exploit Celtic's right hand side. Um, I think also Kent's an extremely talented player, and uh, Barisic obviously does like to go forward, and he can uh, he can score a world every now and then. Also, I've seen that first hand. Um, I think Celtic Celtic defensively are such a such a cohesive unit. I think it will be really hard to break down, and I can't I can't really see. That happened on Sunday. What about you, Josh? Um, I don't know. Like you say, I think in a draw against us might have a little bit to do. Might be still in their heads. Maybe if they've lost the game, definitely. But I don't know. It'll be close. Um, I just think Celtic might edge this one. You know. Mm, but like, what was that, mate? Oh, and you go, and you go. Nah, I just think they might edge it, but like you say, it's a toss of the coin, really. It'll be very, very close. Mm. Um, but also, I just want to bring up um, the midfield battle. Obviously, Tony, the midfield, so who do you think Celtic will start on Sunday? Do you think it'll be Brown and McGregor? Aye, they're certain to start, and Forrest will be on the right, and Elian will say if he's match fit, will be on the left. And then um, you've got the option to bring on Mikey Johnson later on. And see our midfield uh, all, like I think it'll be Stephen Davis and Ryan Jack, right? And that'll be an interesting midfield battle. Um and I think Scott Arfield will start too. 
I think it'll be, uh, I think we'll go, right, in fact, I'll tell you my team, right, my team for this Sunday will be, right, McGregor in goals, Tavernier right back, I still think we need to start Tavernier, even though his form has been questionable, but Tavernier, like, going forward, he is tremendous, and I think he should start this Sunday, even though I have called for him to get dropped in the past, I think it just, it suits our style of play, just for, like, if you have Barisic out left-hand side, Tavernier out right, just have them both bomb forward, and that's what they're both great at. Um, so I would go McGregor, Tavernier, Halander, Katic, left back would be Barisic if he's fit. If he isn't fit, I'll need to go Andy Halliday at left back. Um, midfield three will be Davis, in fact Davis, Jack, Kamara. Outright, I would go Scott Arfield, then out left Ryan Kent and up top Morelos. Tony, tell me your Celtic team. Two seconds, mate. I'll go back to your defence, like because you're you you talking about kind of holes where you can pick in the Celtic team. I think Celtic can pick holes in basically any way they want with your defence. I think your defence are rotten. I think you've got Tavernier, who's a liability. If you start Colts and then Hillander, that's another two liabilities. If you play a Katic, don't get me wrong, that's an improvement to Hillander or Goldson. I would definitely agree with that. But obviously it's looking like Barisic is going to be out as well. So if you start Flanagan or even Halliday, that's not a great defence, mate. You have to say that yourself. That's not see what, you see what you're saying about the defence, right? Um, we've got two like defenders on the bench, like in Edmondson and Katic, right? And see after last night's performance from uh, Hollander and Goldson. These two guys like Katic and Edmondson must be thinking, right, what do we need to do to get in this team, right? The two defenders had an absolute shit show last night. The two centre-halves had a shit show. We are, we are, I think we're justified a start now. Like, Graham, like, do you not think Edmondson and Katic must be thinking, right, we have, we have, like, some weight behind us now to say to Gerard here, we need that. We need a place in the team now because these guys are playing. They're, they're playing terrible. We need that. Uh, we need to start. Yeah, absolutely. I think Catholic especially they'll feel they'll feel like they uh, they should at least be in, in contention with starting this Sunday because uh, just the playing stuff that hasn't been firing at all cylinders uh, for quite a while now. Um, yeah, hundred percent, mate. I think I, this Sunday would be ideal for Katic to start. Do I think he'll start? Probably not. Um, so that that's what I think. Um, so Graham, uh, sorry, I sorry, we just had to like me had a wee audio issue issue there with Graham. Uh, can you repeat your point there about um, Katic and Edmondson? Yeah, well, I feel they're both uh, given the form that Goldson, uh, especially and Hollander have been in, they'll definitely feel like they should be with they should be in the reckoning to at least mm-hmm. at least be in contention for a start. Um, Katic, especially, so he's proven to be a pretty decent player. Um, who. Who's, uh, he's still quite young and he's shown that he's got some talent so he probably will feel quite aggrieved if he doesn't if he doesn't he at least get a chance on Sunday I think um, instead of Goldson yeah because Edmonds anytime I've seen this boy he is a unit of a man and he's played well when he's, when he's given a chance but I feel like Gerald, as I said earlier on needs to stop sticking by his, his boys like Goldson 
and Goldson needs a wee breakout the team said it so many times but before we move on <coughs> boys right final predictions Tony obviously I know what you're going to say but what do you think the score will be I, I do think it will be a close game mate if I'm being honest I'm going to go 2-1 Celtic um, Graham what's your prediction 1-0 uh, Celtic Josh yeah, same way, Graham. Probably 1-0 Celtic. Only guy here. Back in Rangers. <laughs> um, I'm going to say it will be 3-2 Rangers extra time. Oof. That's a bold call. 3-2 Rangers. Morelos, two goals. Ryan Kent will get the winner. And the two goals from Celtic will be from Forrest and Edward. So, I know it's going to be put this way boys it will be a cracker and I think overall it will be a good spectacle for the Scottish game this Sunday I think it will be a, a cracker yeah, a final it will be really entertaining it will be very fiery uh, I think there could be one or two red cards the atmosphere will be rocking so yeah I'm looking forward to it mate and I imagine you all are too I'm um, definitely mate mm-hmm. always will be so um, it's, before uh, we wrap up I'd just like to bring up um, the Europa League and uh, just speak about that briefly um, last week uh, Graham Rangers Feyenoord um, Rangers just need one more point to qualify for the last 32 and uh, what did you make of Rangers Feyenoord last week mate like it was first half Rangers very sloppy we weren't great but Rangers second half took the lead and obviously finished two each but what did you make of it yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Lazio, uh, not Lazio, I think uh, Feyenoord pretty much dominated the first half. I thought they, thought they played really well. They had the chance to make it, make it three with um, Berger. He had a really, really good chance that he, I think he squandered. A good save from McGregor. McGregor also saving Rangers again. So it could have been four in the first half. But I think yeah. Rangers did well to come back. Uh, Morelos, obviously, just clinical, getting two good goals. And um, it was just a lovely solo effort to to tie the game I think a draw and then there's a fair result yeah I, know, I agree with everything you said there mate um, first half Rangers were I even tweeted about it we were lucky very lucky it was only 1-0 um, McGregor outstanding as always we were very very fortunate to have him um, but first half as I was saying like, we were just all over the place so unorganised but second half we came out the traps um, Morelos getting <coughs> his goal just right at the start of the second half and then it has to be said, boys, like two, uh, Tony, uh, you, surely you can admit this, mate. Two wonderful, outstanding headers from Alfredo Morelos against Feyenoord. Two all right headers, mate. Come, Come on, on, mate. Like, bro, <laughs> like, see those two Come crosses, on, right? The two crosses, and the man. The crosses were better than the goals, mate. Oh, the crosses were phenomenal, but Morelos, mate, just honestly, <sighs> he is something else. He is generally oh, something he's else. Good. Like, yeah, a big heap, mate. Of course, he's going to get his heat in the Mate, honestly, for that, for, he's not the biggest guy as well, mate, but he's just, the, the way he just slotted it into the back of the net, was, I thought it was sublime. And credit where it should be, Ryan Kent and Barisic, too. That's, that's what I'm meaning, mate, about the, about the Sunday, how like our left hand side is very strong. And that's thing, mate, like if Ryan Kent and Barisic can get one of those crosses in on Sunday and Morales gets on the, the end of it, they'll go in, mate. Barisic might not be playing, but, but that's what I'm saying. If he is, though, bro, if he is, <laughs> like if he is, mate. But 
Yeah, that's what I mean. And Ryan Kent as well. Like he's got a fantastic, fantastic delivery, and that's what Celtic need to be watching out for. But obviously, we spoke about the uh, the cup final earlier on there. So, but we've talked about Rangers final just now. Um, but yeah, uh, Josh, what did you make of it? Did you th- were you very impressed with Rangers' performance uh, last Thursday? Um, yeah, of course. I mean, against a team like Feyenoord, I mean, they're not the same team as they probably once were, though. They're not the same beast. Because I only found out, like, a few months ago, like, they've won, like, two Champions Leagues in their history. So, they've probably were a better team in their past, but they're still a, a good team. But no credit to Rangers coming back. Was it 1-0 Feyenoord? It was 1-0 so, Feyenoord, but it should have been like 4 or 5 in the first half, but I'm not even joking. Uh, but obviously Rangers came back to score. Yeah, and we were, we were obviously winning one. at one point, and then just defensively, yet again, like just all uh, over the place. But yeah, I think, no, you're right, credit to Morales for scoring the two good goals, but you also have to give credit to Feyenoord with that second goal they scored. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, but it was just our defence yet again, just really poor on the night. And um, it, like I had just need to mention this, right? Ojo, I just right boys, I know what I will all agree in this. Graham Ojo, would you take him? Would you even take him at St Mirren? Um, well, probably yeah, I would. <laughs> um, because we are so starved for uh, talent on the wings, so we've got. Uh, to be honest, they probably do a better job than Kel McAllister or Dunmanswood for us. But um, yeah, he's just not really. He, he seemed to be a decent player at the start of the season. Rangers fans, I heard quite a lot of them praising him, singing his praises. But he seems to just not really be up to much. No, because he obviously did score that great goal against Feyenoord right at the start of the group. But he has got some stats behind him. But the thing is, those stats are very deceiving, Tony. As I'm sure you agree, stats are deceiving because Ryan Kent last season his stats were not great at all. But anyone that knows anything about football knows Ryan Kent's a real, a really, really good player. Uh, is he? What are you going to say? Oh, Tony, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for your response. <laughs> Oh, you're waiting on my Ryan Kent. No, I mate, mean, aye, he's a good player. Mechanic. No, that's what I mean about stats, so they're very deceiving at times. He's, aye, absolutely. Was he only scored like two goals or something his time at Rangers last season? But aye, the guy, he's a really talented footballer. I'm not going to take that away from the guy. Yeah, and I see the end of the night, though, against Feyenoord. I thought we did play well, sitting half. We, we really came out of traps and we had a go and obviously we went at that point. But a point... Against Feyenoord, I think that's a, I think that's a really really good result, and it shows you how far we've we've came. Like, like but actually, some Rangers fans are quite annoyed at that. We said we should have won, but it just shows you how the standards are back now at Rangers. And um, all we, as I was saying there, all we need is one point to qualify, and that's against young boys at home. I think that is like we can easily do that when we played young boys earlier on in the group. They were not a great side in my opinion. Um, we gifted them two goals due to Tavernier's hopeless mistakes. Um, and if we turn up for the occasion at Ibrox, we are, we've got a tremendous record in Europe at Ibrox under Steven Gerrard. Uh, I don't even think... We've, no, uh, we haven't even lost at Ibrox in Europe under Steven Gerrard. So Ibrox is quite a fortress 
under Gerard. So I think we can easily get a point or even beat young boys fairly comfortably. Um, Graham, what do you think? Do you think Rangers have enough in the locker to make the last 32 with Celtic? Um, yeah, I think uh, I think young boys is a game that definitely they can they can win. That's obviously, you're on Twitter, you're you're extremely confident that you're in, that you're going to go through. You were basically saying it's a dead set. I think it'll be a very difficult game. Obviously, in the Rangers working at unlucky, also Tavernier. I think Rangers. Was, as well. Sorry, mate. On you go. No, sorry, on you go. I didn't mean that. Yeah. Yeah, Tavern are also making that mistake to, to, to give young boys a goal, if I'm correct. But uh, I think I think young boys at home is a game that you should be confident to at least try you should at least be getting a point in. But we'll, we'll see how that pans out obviously. Mm-hmm. Um Tony, what about you? Right, I think I mean Oh sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. No, sorry, but I think it's certainly doable, yeah. Like I think it will be a hard game, I will agree with that, but I do think Rangers will get the job done. And Josh, you share the, the same sentiments? Yeah, I mean, I think you as well go through, especially like if you're saying you've not lost a Europa League game at home yet. So mm-hmm. that is like, a, like you were saying, a fortress for you. Nah, I would like his, well, I know Celtic are through, but I think it's good if Rangers were to go through as well. Yeah, because exactly a spot on, mate. Because it's good for Scottish football, it's good for the coefficient, and obviously, can I it's true, Tony? Um, Celtic have had a tremendous uh, run of form in their group, top of the group. Um, I'm sure he's going to go through his top of the group. Am I correct? Aye, that's them cemented as top. Yeah, and obviously he's won last week three one against uh, Rennes. Um, he's, I think he's had a B team out. Am I, is that right? He didn't even have a strong team out. It was me. I've started Lewis Morgan up front, which, to be honest, was to my rage. But uh, I, he, he did manage to get a goal. To be fair to the guy, so fair dues. But I, it was, it wasn't a strong team at all. We put out. I was really, really surprised, to be honest, how kind of comfortable it was. Mm-hmm. Just maybe shows you how bad Ren are. I don't know, but it was just a decent result. Yeah, and. I think we will join you in the last 32 that will be uh, that will be great for the coefficient because like for the last few years or so you have to admit like Tony Celtic like the last time Celtic done well in Europe was under Neil Lennon and credit which Lennon has a fantastic record in Europe um, but last time he's done well was making the last 16 but I think Scotland, like Scotland in general have been crying out for two Scottish teams to be productive and do well in Europe and I think it's p- possible for like Rangers and Celtic to potentially go further depending if we we both get a an easy draw like mate I'm not just saying this right Graham, Josh you can shoot me down if you want right but I think Rangers and Celtic have could easily well not easily but I think we could give Manchester United and Arsenal a real good game Um. Well, uh, that's a bold claim, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, they've not been um, firing on all cylinders in the, in the Premiership in England, but uh, it, it is a bit of a different gravy, but obviously, in the, the occasion of a Europa League tie at Ib
I get where you're coming from. Mate. I think like both the teams aren't doing well, but I think it would go. I don't know if it would go down to the wire, but I think it'll be closer than people think. But um, no, I, I, I still I would like you both to go through. I know Celtic are through already, but um, I wouldn't want any of you to win it though. I still want Aberdeen to be in the last club in Scotland to have won a European trophy. Can you imagine, boys, what I would be like if we were to somehow win the Europa League? Unbeatable. He's, he's not come close to it. <laughs> 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 no, but, um, so, boys, uh, before I let you go, um, I've just got one, one or more, one or two uh, questions to ask you, right? This is specifically for Josh and Graham. Graham, who thinks better, Morelos or Edward? <laughs> Edward. Yes. Oh man, is this? Are yes. You just do this to spite me, bro. Yeah, Graham, correct. I'm not, I'm not. I think. I think Edward is a bigger game player. Thank you. Morelos has scored in big games before. And don't, please don't, don't you dare even say he's no scored against Celtic, but. He's just, yes. he's, just a much better, he's a much better player to watch on the ball, I think, as well. He's just, I think he's a much more talented player than, not much more, but slightly more talented player than Morelos. But, uh, Morelos obviously not doing anything away from him. He's a, he's a good player, but I think Edward, overall, is a better player. Correct, Graham. I don't no, know you, but correct. Right, Josh. <laughs> please, please. Give me strength. Tell you what, Scott. See if he scores against Celtic on Sunday. I'll go and, I'll go on your side for him. Yes! Which will happen, bro. Trust me. At the me. moment, that's a no. <laughs> Morelos, right, double yeah, this yeah, Sunday, yeah, boys. Yeah, yes. Um, I would, I've been wanting to do a Morelos and uh, Edward debate, right? But obviously we don't have enough time and I don't want to keep you here forever. Um, but before we go, just want to preview this weekend's fixtures and then I'll let you go, boys. And uh, so, Hamilton St. Mirren this weekend. Graham, this is massive for you. It's obviously a big relegation fight against Aki's. How do you see this one going away from home? Obviously, St. Mirren's form's not been good. But Hamilton, obviously, they had uh, apparently a solid showing against Celtic and they came close to getting a point. Um, but how do you see that one going? Yeah, I, I've got to be honest, um, I do not see that going well for us. Um, I think uh, as awful as Hamilton are, I think, I don't know, just right now, in a, from the perspective of a same month fan, it's just, uh, it's quite bleak. You don't, you usually expect your team to beat Hamilton every time you play them, but you'd usually expect to get a, a result against Motherwell at home, I think, as well. So, I don't know. I think uh, we'll probably, at best, get a draw from that game. But then, I guess that's me being negative. Um, Tony, how do you see Hamilton St Mirren going? Oh, I think, I think St Mirren will win it. I do think it'll be a close game again, because Hamilton seemed to be putting up a bit of a fight, maybe a bit more so than usual these days, but I, th- I think St Mirren will edge it. Hope so. Um, Josh? Yeah, I agree with you. I think St Mirren will edge it. Um, I think it will be... Oh, see, see, no, see, because like I don't hold grudges, Graham. Right? I know he said Edward's better than Morelos, but I'm not going to hold a grudge, right? And I caught down the middle as always, right? And I think it will be one each. I think it'll be a crap game, and it will just be one each. And oh, Josh, big one this weekend against Hibs, Easter Road. How do you see that one going? Aberdeen Hibs. Of course, I want us to win, but I have this funny feeling that we'll 
Aberdeen it and you know probably lose it because we go through these runs of inconsistencies you know but um, probably a draw I think maybe 1-1 I think it'll be I think it'll be two each um, Graham? I think it'll be a draw as well draw Graham? I've got I've got to say uh, maybe I should say Jack Ross bias but I think uh, I think him's like it Oof. and uh, yeah. Livy Kilmarnock Graham Jesus Jesus Christ uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that, I cannot think of a more negative game of football uh, <laughs> two, pl- two teams, teams that play in plastic pitches the absolute fear man Del Plastico Oh, <laughs> Plastico <laughs> I like that I think, uh, I've got to say, I think Kilmarnock will uh, win that or it'll be a draw uh, probably the most a relevant game of the of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll just be uh, Livy one 0 Who cares? <laughs> Josh Tony. Uh, is there Kelly at home? Sorry. No, it's at uh, the Tony Macaroni Stadium. We just got to be earlier on the season. The spaghetti head. <laughs> spaghetti head. Um, how do you see it going? Uh, I think Livy will win to be honest I think they're legit um, it's definitely as likely Josh it just sounds like a grim game of football doesn't it yeah <laughs> no no probably. and uh, the last game the last league game of the weekend is Motherwell Hearts I imagine this will be Austin McPhee's last game in charge this will put the guy out of his misery Graham how do you see that one going It'll be uh, a final nail in the coffin, I think. Um, Motherwell also brushed us aside with um, relative ease. It was at a canter. So I think uh, it'll be a comprehensive victory for Motherwell. I'm going to say it will be... I absolutely agree. I think it'll be 2-0 Motherwell. And Tony? Similar scoreline, mate. I reckon Motherwell will win by at least two goals, whether that be 2-0 or 3-1. Josh? Nah, yeah, I think your mother will win. I think it'll be like 3-0 or something like that. So, boys, this time next week, or like we'll be doing a pod before um, the Europa League games next week, but this time, well, next week, right, Tuesday Tuesday or something record, next Tuesday we'll, we will be celebrating Rangers, winning the League Cup, <laughs> discussing it, and uh, Tony, when Rangers win... I expect to see you on the pod because I've done every uh, podcast where we've got beat after the old fun game the five ones later, the four nils I'll be two there week, two weeks later you do it bud come on oh, mate, I'm a busy guy bro I'm a busy guy so but I expect oh. you to do it Tony I don't want a cop out I don't want any excuses yeah. I want you to be a man show face and do the pod after Rangers win the league cup and end the, the treble 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 <laughs> Scott, this is this is why nobody likes you. <laughs> this, is, this is why nobody wants Rangers to win. Even neutrals do not want Rangers yeah. to win because of people like you. <laughs> and that's the fact. So I, I'm not gonna be as bold and make these comments, but I will be on the podcast, Scott. Don't you worry about that. But I'm diplomatic, you know what I mean? I'm looking forward to it, boys. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's been a good episode. Graham, uh, Pleasure having you on. Uh, you hopefully you'll be on next week to dissect the League Cup final. Josh, pleasure as always, big man. 
And uh, next week, I'm looking forward to hearing your comments uh, about how Morelos is clearly better than Edward. I can't wait, mate. If he scores. <laughs> <laughs> right, boys, it's been a pleasure. Until next time, take care and we'll see you soon.